At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday, May 10th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we push through the middle of the week here in the Major League Baseball world. 15 games on the docket for today. Some of them have already started. Some of them will start shortly. My two plays are early afternoon start time, specific time. So I'll get to those very quickly here at the top of today's show. Uh, but I'm going to talk about something I haven't discussed yet so far this season here on the show. And that is umpires. This is something that I not I, I do not personally use in my handicapping, but what may work for you may not work for me and vice versa. So I want to talk about that a little bit here on today's show after I get through giving you my two picks for today. And then I'll also look at the rest of the card and do that umpire discussion right after I remind you to head over to vcin.com, check out our $9.99 introductory offer where you can sign up for a month, see what we're all about, see if you like the content that we have, pretty sure that you will. And then you can look at some of our other subscription options that are available over there at the website. If you can, throw us a five-star review for vcin Daily Baseball Bets, throw a five-star review on Hardwood Handicappers, our hockey betting podcast, Long Shots. Apple Bombs 2 podcasts. We got a lot of good stuff in our podcast lineup over at vcin.com. And of course, you can find the podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcast content. All right. So as promised, again, with a couple of early starts here, a lot of early starts, actually, but a couple of early starts for my two plays. I just wanted to mention what those are here early on in today's show, just to make sure I get them out there. Hopefully you listen to this before the plays go off follow me on twitter at skating tripods i tweet the link to the article right away when it gets posted so you can go and see what my plays are right away especially important when you talk about wednesday thursday and saturday where we do have a good number of day games on the betting board but both of my games in the al west here today and we start with this game between texas and seattle dane dunning luis castillo in this one, Mariners dollar eighty to a dollar ninety favorite total seven and a half in this one. And I've talked about this before. 
it is difficult to play run lines with home teams because if they're up by a run after the top of the ninth, they don't bat. So that is a little bit of a concern when you take a run line with a home team. But in this game specifically here, you know, I really like this matchup for Seattle against Dane Dunning. The thing about Seattle this season, both against lefties and righties, is that they've struck out a ton. They strike out way too much. However, Dunning, who's been slotted into this Texas starting rotation now, he only has 14 strikeouts in 25 and a third, 142 ERA, 316 FIP, 187 batting average on balls in play. I would expect all of those numbers to go up now that he's going to be in a full-time starting capacity, and he just doesn't miss bats. 6.9% swinging strike percentage this year. That negates the biggest issue for this Seattle offense, which is not making contact. When they make contact, they do just fine, and they should make a lot of contact today off of Dunning, who, as I mentioned, was working in relief for the most part, got flipped back over to the rotation, did throw five shutout innings against the Angels five days ago, but still, I, I would expect that Dunning's numbers see a correction in a starting capacity. And also, this is a league average offense for the Mariners against right-handed pitching. Dunning is probably a league average starter. That's a much better matchup for them than facing a lefty because they're very bad against lefties and they're league average against righties. So again, the biggest thing for Seattle is they strike out a lot, but in this matchup today against Dunning, I don't think that they're going to. And of course, look, Luis Castillo, 238 ERA, 253 FIP. He's been phenomenal at T-Mobile Park since he was acquired last August. Uh, he's just good. Just very, very good. A lot of strikeouts for him. He's a guy that keeps the ball on the ground. It's very hard to manufacture a lot of runs off of him. Doesn't give up a lot of home runs. And also this Rangers offense, which, by the way, as I talked about yesterday, both on the show, I believe, and also in my Sharp Money hit on vcin.com with Patrick, or on, uh, on vcin yesterday with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw, the Rangers are a fade team to me because their batting average with runners in scoring position is over 50 points higher than any other team in Major League Baseball. That is not sustainable. That is not going to continue. This offense is way overperforming. And to that end, they're 20th in road Woba against righties at 302. They've really used the home ballpark to their advantage. They've been able to have the roof open a lot because it hasn't been hot yet. I'm expecting a pretty big regression for this Rangers offense, both because of their numbers with men in scoring position and also because they're going to have to start closing the roof at Globe Life Park. So keep those two things in mind long term. But I did lay the run line minus one and a half here at plus 115 with the Mariners in this series. I mean, the Rangers got shut out by George Kirby for seven innings last night. Logan Gilbert took a no hitter into the seventh in that game. We had the Rangers on Monday night. So the Rangers just aren't hitting in this series. And now they probably get the best of those three pitchers in Castillo. So I'll take my chances with that Mariners run line minus one and a half plus 115. The other play for today is the Houston Astros. They're minus $1.25 against the Los Angeles Angels. At least that's the DraftKings number. You can find better out there in the marketplace where you can find a little bit better of a number on the Astros here. This is Christian Javier going up against Griffin Canning. And this one is moving a little bit here, even though looks like pretty much the regular lineup for the most part uh, out there for the Astros here in this game. But when you look at Griffin Canning, He's a guy that pitches to a lot of contact, a lot of aerial contact. Typically, when you look at him over the long term here, ball or the wind will be blowing out a little bit to left field. So that could help the ball carry to some degree. 
Javier is just a better pitcher. 354 ERA, 354 FIP. Both of these guys have similar contact management numbers, both of them with hard hit percentages north of 40%. The big difference, though, is that Javier has the strikeout in his back pocket, and Griffin Canning really doesn't. Canning, 531 ERA, 480 FIP across his four starts here so far. Only 18 strikeouts and 20 and a third, whereas Javier, over a strikeout per inning, 43 in 40 and two-thirds innings. And also another thing for Canning here, and and apparently the Astros picked up on this because they're sending out a lot of right-handed batters in the bottom of today's order. Canning is a guy with some reverse platoon splits. And a lot of teams just automatically assume, look, I'm going to throw out my lefties against this righty, or I'm going to throw out my righties against this lefty. And the reality is some guys are just going to have reverse platoon splits. Canning is one of those guys. In his career, righties with a 266 average, 326 on base, 488 slugging, good for a 343 weighted on base average, whereas lefties, 229, so 37 points lower, 321 on base. He does have a walk rate issue against lefties, but a 411 slugging and a 317 Woba. So righties are plus 37 points in batting average, plus 77 points in slugging, and plus 26 points in weighted on base average. So to me, I look at this one and I think the Astros are set up pretty well here with the right-handed bats that they're going to throw out. And of course, one of the lefties in the lineup is Jordan Alvarez. So that's not too shabby, right? So I like the Astros here today, minus 125. Also for the Astros this season, you know, they don't seem super engaged against teams with losing records. But when they have to step up, they do. They beat Shohei Otani yesterday. Framber Valdez was terrific. And the Angels are a team 12-4 and four against teams with a losing record, 8-13 and 13 against teams 500 or better. The Angels are a team that can play that bully role with some of the guys that they have. But when they step up in class, I think they're going to struggle. So Astros minus 125 and Mariners minus 1.5 plus 115, the two plays here today on the show. With that in mind, let's look at a few of the late games here. I don't want to spend too much time on the day games just because I'm worried about lead time for the show here. Uh, Justin Verlander and Hunter Green, the Mets and the Reds. Mets, about a $1.50 favorite out there, total of nine in this one. And, you know, for Hunter Green, uh, we were on him last week against the White Sox, gave up a couple of home runs in the middle innings. The Elvis Andrews three-run homer was was really the big dagger there. But, you know, I think the bigger story here is Justin Verlander. And Verlander... Not super sharp in his first start against the Tigers. Gave up two runs on five hits in five innings. Nine hard hit balls out of 14 batted ball events. But Verlander didn't make any rehab appearance or only made one rehab start. And that's a guy who, you know, didn't really get a whole lot of a spring training, then only makes one rehab start. It's easy to see why a guy like that would struggle a little bit with his command early on in the season. Velocity probably will be there just because you can do a lot of side work to kind of build that stuff up. But command in game conditions is something that's a little bit more difficult to kind of get under your belt. So I would expect Verlander to be stronger here as we go forward. It may take some time. I don't think I would lay the price with the Mets today, but that is something I think long term we should expect Justin Verlander to be just fine. Interesting line move here in the latest game of the night in the National League between Jordan Montgomery and Justin Steele as the Cardinals take on the Cubs. Cardinals a road favorite in this game, anywhere from minus 110 to minus 115 market wide. Total seven and a half, heavily juiced to the under. 
not looking at a great offensive day once again here at Wrigley Field. A couple of things really stand out about this one. The first, that total of seven and a half heavily juiced to the under, these are two top 10 offenses against lefties. And here we have a pretty strong statement by the betting market to really push this total down. So that's one thing that stood out to me about this game. The second thing is that the betting market had to decide. And I've talked about this before. I talked about it on yesterday's show. I talked about it on my sharp money hit. When you see teams that are good or bad against lefties, we're seeing a lot of line moves in the marketplace. In this game, we have two teams that are good against lefties. So the market had to decide which team it wanted to back. And that team wound up being the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, the big reason why is because Justin Steele comes into this game with a 145 ERA but a 316 FIP, 246 batting average on balls in play, 84.6% left on base percentage. That makes him a regression candidate in a lot of ways. And it's not that he's going to pitch bad forever. It's just that no one carries a 145 ERA. Nobody really carries a 246 BABIP. Nobody carries an 84.6% left on base percentage with the strikeout rate that Steele has. So influential bettors that kind of do their projections and their modeling and all of that are looking at Steele as a bigger regression candidate than Jordan Montgomery. And in some respects, Montgomery with a 329 ERA and a 283 FIP, he may actually get better. And that's a guy who gave up seven runs in his April 18th start against the Diamondbacks. He's allowed eight runs and six starts otherwise. So the market believing in some regression for Justin Steele believing maybe a little bit of positive regression for Jordan Montgomery. Also, maybe a little bit of a fate of the Cubs offensively, who have kind of overperformed to some degree. So I thought that was an interesting set of line moves in that game. And the reason I explain these things is so that you can possibly jump on these lines before the article even comes out. When you've got the low ERA, higher FIP thing, the line usually moves against that guy. When you want to look at you know platoon splits and see these teams that are good against lefties, bad against lefties. You can jump into the market and get some line equity and some line value that way. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to arm you with the tools to, frankly, not need me to be able to go out there and, and make some of these plays for yourself to see the things that I see, to see what the market sees, get some line equity in some of these games. So that's why I talk about these games, even though I don't have plays on all of them. Coming up on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets, we take a look at the American League and the interleague games for today around Major League Baseball. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Rate, review, subscribe. Would greatly appreciate it if you can throw us a five star review here. Only one game I really want to talk about here in the American League, and that's the game between the White Sox and the Royals, the late game in the junior circuit. White Sox anywhere from $1.35-ish to $1.45 favorite. Total in this game of 9.5, Lance Lynn and Brad Keller, the two starters for this one. And Brad Keller is a guy that um, the peripherals are really ugly for him. 467 ERA, 560 FIP, and 34 and two-thirds. He's walked 20 guys in his last four starts, 28 walks on the season overall against just 25 strikeouts. I I don't know how he doesn't have a higher ERA, a higher FIP, all those kinds of things, because I just look at the numbers and it's, it's astonishing, honestly, that he hasn't pitched worse than he has. It's amazing that he has a 75.7% left on base percentage with a low strikeout rate and pretty bad command. The question is whether or not the White Sox, who are not a patient lineup at all, can take advantage here because Keller has had some measure of success on his balls in play, does have about a league average hard hit percentage, keeps the ball on the ground for the most part. But at the same time, he had a 356 ERA coming into his last start. Now he's up to 467, had a 474 FIP going into that start. Now he's got a 560 FIP. The regression that was coming for Brad Keller came in that last start, but it was also such a bad start that he created even more potential for negative regression. So we'll see if the White Sox are able to deal that. On the flip side, Lance Lynn goes here for Chicago. 686 ERA, 497 FIP, and 39 and a third innings pitched. 50 strikeouts out of 175 batters faced. And the one thing that's been super problematic for the Royals this season has been striking out. This is a team that, as I've talked about before, makes a lot of hard contact, but also they strike out quite a bit. So I thought a lot about the over for this game just because you have two guys that you know don't really have the best command, but there were some things that kept me off of the total for this game up at 9.5. So hopefully that's not a missed opportunity. We'll see what happens here. The Blue Jays and the Phillies, Kevin Gossman and Zach Wheeler in this one, both guys looking to bounce back off of a couple of bad starts. Gossman actually gave up, 
uh, eight runs on 10 hits and three and a third to Boston. Oddly enough, Wheeler's bad start last time out also against Boston. Gave up five runs on seven hits and five and a third. This is an interesting game because you've got Zach Wheeler with a 426 ERA, a 243 FIP. He's got a 340 BABIP against and a 62.5% left on base percentage, even though his hard hit percentage just 28.8%, even though he's got 46 strikeouts and 38 innings. I kind of expected to go into this handicap and like Toronto in this game with Gossman, but Zach Wheeler has gotten very unlucky so far this season in terms of batted ball results, in terms of stranding runners. Part of this has to do with the fact that the Phillies aren't a great defensive team. There's a lot to like about Zach Wheeler long-term here, and he's one of the few guys I think that you could trust to possibly shut down this Blue Jays offense. So interesting game there, but I think kind of the funny thing about this game is for Kevin Gossman, 15 of his 18 earned runs have come in two starts this season here so far. So we'll see if he can shake off that big blow up that he had in that last game. Last game I want to touch on here is Boston and Atlanta, the Red Sox and the Braves. No confirmed starter at the time I published the article today for the Braves, but it does look like it will be Jared Schuster on the mound, the Southpaw who made the opening day roster, but then allowed eight runs on 12 hits and eight and two thirds, walked nine guys in those first two starts. He got sent down. Since then, he's allowed five runs on 13 hits and 19 innings at AAA. Still has the walk issue, though. 17 strikeouts and 13 walks. And I will say, when Schuster's officially announced, if the Red Sox stay in that plus 135, plus 140 range, Boston might be worth a play here. I mean, offensively, they're really, really good. And I know it's hard to like Brian Bayo in this start, but, you know, Still, I think Boston gets theirs as well. It is tough to go against this Atlanta offense. There's no question about that. But Boston has a really good offense as well. Now, I think part of the reason why this line is as big as it is, though, is because Boston's done so much of its damage at home at Fenway Park. Their offensive numbers at home are through the roof. Their offensive numbers on the road are still better than league average, but not remotely close to what they're doing at Fenway. So I think that's kind of why we're seeing this line where it is. And that may be something you want to look at with Boston, where I think their offense is actually undervalued on the road just because their metrics are so good at home that I don't think people are giving them credit for being as good of an offense as they actually are. All right, so I teased it earlier in the show, and I want to make sure I get to it here. want to make sure I broke down the card early, though, because it is a Wednesday, and we do have a lot of early games. But something that a lot of people look at, something that, you know, I know friends of mine look at that have been very successful, particularly in the totals market look at, is the home plate umpire. And it's not something that I necessarily factor into my handicap. And there are several things that I don't. I don't look at betting splits. I don't look at betting trends. I don't look at team versus pitcher stats or batter versus pitcher stats. And I don't look at umpire stats. Those are things that just... They don't appeal to me for one reason or another. They're not something that I want to factor into my handicap. However, there are a lot of people that do use those things. And we're all trying to get to the same goal, right? We're all trying to win bets. That's what we're trying to do here. That's what we want to do here. And I know people that have had a lot of success betting on totals based on the home plate umpire. Because the one thing that we've been unable to legislate out of Major League Baseball is home plate umpiring. You know, you've got replay at the bases, 
You've got, you know, some different things to kind of grade the umpire performance and all of that. But the one thing that's still unique from game to game is the guy behind the plate calling balls and strikes. And some guys have a big strike zone. Some guys have a smaller strike zone. Some, some guys, you know, you have to throw it right down the middle for it to be called a strike. You know, other guys, they'll give you a few inches off the corner or they'll give you a couple inches above the letters or below the knee, stuff like that. Some guys that have bigger zones also get fooled more by catchers that are really good at framing pitches. You know, so you can kind of develop profiles of these home plate umpires here. And in fact, one of the subscriber tools over at vsin.com is a look at umpire stats. And not only does it show the over and the under for home plate umpires, but it shows the runs per game, hits per game, strikeouts per game, stuff like that. So you can look at the umpires that in theory have the biggest strike zones. And you can look at it for this season, the last 10 games behind the plate, last 25, last 50, last 100. And you look at a guy like Roberto Ortiz as a home plate umpire, 62% unders over his last 100 games. And some of these guys, I think, have retired now. I know Major League Baseball had some pretty big turnover in terms of, I think, maybe 10 umpires retired uh, coming into this season. But, you know, a guy like Doug Eddings, 53% unders, well, 53 unders, 40 overs, and six pushes in his last 100 games. So 53 of the last 94 have gone under for him. That's a guy that I know a lot of people like to bet unders when he's behind the plate. Ramon De Jesus. I think a fairly newer umpire here, 54, 42, and four to the under in his last hundred games. On the flip side here, you look at a guy like Carlos Torres, 56 overs, 42 unders, and one push in his last 100 games. So it's not something, again, that I factor into the equation. God knows I do enough in terms of looking at all the statistics and the analytics and all of that. But there are a lot of people that have found success handicapping the home plate umpire. And I don't really think that those things are necessarily factored into the projections when the sports books put up the lines. I don't even know if they pay attention to that kind of thing. But what I do know is the betting market will. And there will be some games where you absolutely see, you know, some of these lines get shaded or shifted towards the under because of the umpire that's behind the plate. Or on the flip side, sometimes you see things to the over. You know, Alfonso Marquez, 58, 38, and 4 to the over in his last 100 games. It's just a very handy tool and a nicely presented table over at vcin.com for you to check out with these umpire stats. And I'll leave you with this. So the umpires rotate clockwise when they're umpiring a series. So the guy who's at first base today will be behind the plate tomorrow if that series is continuing. Now, I don't know how quickly home plate umpire stats come out or home plate umpire assignments come out for the first game of a series, but you can go in and look and you can, you know, see who was behind the plate today. That guy's going to third tomorrow. Who's behind the plate tomorrow. That guy was at first the day before. So for example, here, kind of most of the series are actually wrapping up here for today. So kind of tough to give you any clear cut examples, but you know, for example, we look at this, uh, this San Diego and Minnesota series, right? So this is one of the late games here today. Yesterday, the Padres won six to one. The first base umpire yesterday was Brennan Miller, who I believe is a newer umpire out there, uh, not a guy that I'm super familiar with here. So take a look at Brennan Miller in terms of this stats database that we have over at vcin.com. 
And how about this? 28-17-2 to the under in his 47 games behind home plate. So 28-17-2 to the under, pretty significant. So there may be some people here today that will go out there and take the Padres and the Twins under with Seth Lugo and Pablo Lopez under the assumption that Brennan Miller has a you know fairly big strike zone. So, again, it's not something that I do, but it's not something that I look down upon either. And, and I try not to look down upon anything that people do in terms of trying to pick winners and finding what works for them. Does it work for me? I don't know. I've never really tried it because I do so much looking at all the stats and the analytics and all of that. Maybe it would help me, especially because totals are kind of a weakness of mine. But I just wanted to mention that we've got that tool over at vcin.com and also mentioned to you that the guy who was at first base shifts behind the plate for the next game. So that's how you can kind of look ahead on some of the overnights and stuff like that to see who the home plate umpire will be in that game. I'll be back again on Tuesday or on Tuesday. Jesus, I don't even know what day of the week it is here. I'll be back again on Thursday with another edition here of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Check out the daily article Monday through Saturday over at the website, and uh, that'll do it. So thank you so much for listening, everybody, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.